1: Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz. I have two guests in studio here. They are with the Fort McMurray branch of Alberta Genealogical Society, or as I've learned, the Genealogy Library. Is that that how we kind of say things around here? That's how I call it. Sure. (laughs) Sounds good. And we
0: have Dale in here. Dale, welcome. How is it going? Very good. Thank you. And uh, thanks for having us this morning on your show.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And Laverne. Laverne, thank you so much for taking the time today. Good day. How are you? (laughs) Doing great. Doing great. Always love to get to know the people that we have here in the studio. Uh, Laverne, we'll start with you. Are you born and raised? Did you move here? How did you end up in Fort McMurray?
3: Moved here in 1981, so a little bit of a long timer. Originally from Newfoundland. Moved here as a young bride and raised our family here. and now our next generation is
0: here (laughs) (laughs) yeah very on topical right there how about yourself dale first came up here in 1983 to work moved up here permanently in 1987. originally from northern ontario but moved up here from edmonton kind of grew up in edmonton yeah been here ever since uh raised our family here and it's home retired yeah i retired in 2018 and been doing genealogy quite a bit in the last uh, five years.
2: Very cool. Now you're both part of the the library. How long has it existed? When did you join?
3: 1984 is when it started as a study group. And then uh, eventually it grew enough that they came under the umbrella of the Alberta Genealogical Society. And I joined late 87, 88. Oh, so near the start. Near to start, not quite, but near to start, yes.
0: Very cool. And yourself, too. I first started in 1992, but uh, (coughs) raising a young family, it was difficult to participate in genealogy when you're busy running kids around to different activities and... uh, and so I had to put that off until uh, well until I retired <laughs> and that was my sanity raising kids <laughs> Yeah, it was like the
2: escape kind of thing. that was
3: my escape
2: what does the library all consist of if someone just hears like the former Murray branch and stuff what can they expect when they go into the genealogy library
3: I think you would come in and find a full functioning library we have microfilm we have um Uh, microfiche, we have books, we have... What is that?
2: I'll I'll stop you right there. What is microfilm and microfiche?
3: This is information that you'll find that was filmed, that you require a machine to look at a film, like uh, like a 35 millimeter film type thing. You put it on there, you read it. So, and then we have lots of books, we have online programs, DVDs, full functioning library dealing with genealogy.
2: Yeah, Dale, you invited me out to the library just earlier uh, last week, and I found it just uh, really cool just all the different aisles of just the history of different provinces. So if, say, you are looking into your family history, your family tree, you can go down and you would be like, oh, I didn't know three generations back we were in Ontario. Now I have this Ontario library ahead of me.
0: Right. There's pretty much all the provinces. There's uh, also the UK, some of the uh, local history as well. There's Métis information, uh, indigenous information. And the Hudson Bay
3: records for this area.
0: And the Hudson's Bay records, which was uh, I, I was totally unaware about until very recently. It was uh, one of the ladies in the library happened to mention it to me, and I went on. And apparently those uh, Hudson's Bay archives, they, they would archive the family members of all their employees. And so there's a, a wealth of information there that you wouldn't suspect right off the top, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's for Fort and, McMurray,
3: uh, Fort Mackay, Fort Chippewan, and Fort Smith.
0: Wow! Yeah, and Laverne, you kind of perked up when
2: the the records got popped up. What is the importance of it all?
3: Well, the importance is you could find out exactly what your family was doing on the day to day life. So, if your family was a trapper, then they were bringing in their furs. You could, there's a record of it mm. of what they were buying there. If a child was born there, they were married there. Like it's it's a almost like a snapshot that we were not aware of that we can fill in what our family was doing if. They're in the the records if they were here prior to all of us coming in. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: And would you say something like that is like pretty credible information if it comes from that?
3: Yes. That's being recorded at the time, so it'll be a primary source.
2: Just touching on the library a little bit more, what would you say the perks of joining something like the library would be for someone who isn't a part of it?
0: Well, for instance, we have access to MyHeritage is LakeAncestry dot ca, and that's available through the library for free as a part uh, of your membership. As a part of the membership, which you know the membership is pretty reasonable, it's fifty to sixty dollars a year, right? You get access to the various other websites. Family Search is another one that's actually a free web website, but doing research through our library, we are. Uh, family search uh, certified which gives us a little more access than we normally would say from home.
3: So if you found a record that it'll come up saying
0: you have to be in a certified
3: place to see it. You can come to our library and you can look it up. you have the extra perks we have the extra perks ah.
0: the extra perks and, and as well as the uh, you know sharing of information between genealogists, if you will, there are a wealth of information, years of experience you know if you 're just getting started in it it 's good to talk to other people and yeah, we just help guide get feedback you. on. You know, say you're looking for a program to start putting your, your information in. We all have different experience in different applications that we use. You, you have common interests mm-hmm. and uh, you can help each other out that way.
3: And touching on the family, uh, my heritage, this, uh, as part of membership, you get access to it. You can access it even from home. You don't have to come down to the library. That is one of the major perks of the uh, membership as well as having people there to help guide you.
2: And so the support is kind of there. So if I'm brand new and I don't know anything about it, it's not like you're going to do it for me,
0: but you can kind of like guide me along the way. Absolutely. Yeah, we're there on uh, Saturdays, usually from uh, 1 to 4. Or if somebody has uh, another time slot they prefer, that one of us can go down and open the library up for them and and give them a hand.
3: Or if someone comes into the library and Ontario is there, Uh, area of interest we would give Dale hey you free to come down or if someone comes in Newfoundland is their area of interest I'll get a call to come in and just help guide this person along
2: so just the wealth of knowledge and just sharing maybe hey I use this site for this I use this site for that type of thing that's someone who just was joining or trying to just oh I can just do this from home but then you find you get stuck at like so many barriers and stuff that's where being a part of the library comes in handy
3: right the experience of people that we've reached a lot of those barriers <laughs> and we would help, we've broken some of them down.
0: As well as, uh, you know, we have uh, computer resources down there as well to use uh, with access to the various sites, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Ancestry, Find My Past. Oh, talking about Find My
3: Past. The uh, 1921 census for the UK just came available yesterday, so we have that available now.
2: And the importance of that so what is it yeah, what is the importance of it? Yeah,
3: if you like nineteen twenty one is not that far back. So if you have relatives that were still alive then at the library you can come in and bring up Find My Past and if you got a UK relative who's living in nineteen twenty one You'll be able to tag them mm. and they will be their parents would be there or their siblings or their grandparents start a whole Sometimes. new rabbit so hole can, that you can go yes ahead. exactly that's right
0: yeah uh, uh, 19, uh no 21. 21 21 21 31 census for canada will be coming available soon as well i believe in june That soon yeah. yes <laughs> so. very cool yeah i think one of the main
2: things that i like about just like genealogy and a family tree is I like to see how the family has moved from whatever region they were in. Maybe they stayed in one region for a really long time. Maybe they hopped around. You notice one generation was here and another generation was here, whatever it may be. I just love to follow that transition of the flow of it all, where they came from. And also the one thing that I I noticed that I liked was finding out names. I think names is really cool. See what was passed on, what wasn't, just the different, like for instance, in my family, I just found out Alvinzi was a name and I think that's a very cool name. Uh, What made you want to join and just be a part of the hobby, if that's what you want
0: to call it, Dale? My dad actually asked his uh, two aunts to do some family research years ago. And so they put together uh, a a document with uh, a bunch of the family history and uh and then my dad took that information and and basically drew it on a big piece of paper all by hand, you know, put together a family tree for my dad's side and and my mom's side and made those available to all his brothers and sisters and uh, and I got a copy of it only about a month before he died, so it kind of spawned an interest with me in carrying on the tradition of family research and, and family history. And there's some good stories uh, that come along the way, you know, that you, that you find out about uh, different relatives. And then, you know, one of my dad's, I think it was my dad's grandmother, when she started to first drive a car back then, she had gone to visit her parents in in this car and basically, you know, drove into the Farmyard went around a tree and kept going. Didn't even <laughs> stop because she had forgotten how to stop the car. Jeez. <laughs> so quite a humorous uh, story there, you know. Mm-hmm. Like uh, kind of waved and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kept right on going. Yeah. So there's you know you come across these odd stories that uh, are quite humorous and uh, and you know looking at census records, you you really can glean uh, or or gain a an appreciation for how people lived back then my great-grandfather uh, on the 1921 census I believe showed his earnings for the year huh? they had uh, 13 kids wow. and his earnings for the year was $300 so if you convert that to today's money it's about uh, you know maybe seven to nine thousand dollars for wow. the year Wow. so you know Although they they lived different lifestyles back then, it was all farming and, and hunting and and whatnot. you know you can appreciate the hardships that some families had to go through. Some of the reasons they had so many kids was they needed farm hands yeah. to, to work the farm. <laughs> you know you gain an appreciation for the history and the hardships to get us to where we are today,
3: and they're not just so. names anymore, yeah. right. they right. become people, yeah. yeah.
2: I'm here with Dale and Laverne from the Genealogy Library. Just gonna take our first break and we'll be right back.
1: We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Cooper and Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.
2: And we're back here on Fort McMurray Matters. Good afternoon, I'm with Dale and Laverne. They're with the Genealogy Library here in Fort McMurray and Laverne. And what about you, what do you enjoy just about the hobby?
3: Well, It kept me sane as I was uh, raising my kids. But uh, what happened was, moving here from Newfoundland, I really didn't have a whole lot of my family around me. So my kids were being raised without knowing who their people were. So I started recording my history, let them know who their people were. And then my husband wasn't interested, so I started doing his. Mm -hmm. And now we have a full picture of where my kids came from and who they are.
2: And and so a couple of weeks ago, you guys agreed to just uh, help me out, I, uh, I knew my father was very interested, he's done uh, genealogy for like 20, 30 years, but we just kind of came together and just got to look into my background a little bit, and just so I could understand uh, the library, and you guys could understand uh, just like myself. Uh, I want to know, how do you go about getting credible information, like say when you were looking up someone random, like myself?
0: Well, you know, you look for, uh, say, baptism records or birth records, marriage records. Obituaries. Obituaries as well. You can look through old newspapers and uh, do searches on on the family name, and you can gain a lot of knowledge that way. Uh, A lot of my ancestors were farmers, and they would participate in these farmers markets or fairs, win prizes for some of their Livestock, yeah, and it would be in uh, the
3: newspapers. Oh, and And we do have newspapers.com down there as well Mm. at the library,
0: yeah. So, you know, you gain a lot of information from that Mm -hmm. census records as well. You know, it lists there's there's a lot of different information what kind of house they lived in, and Um, their neighbors, and the neighbors. Uh, for instance, when we were looking at uh, your family, we found uh, the listing of lots in Ontario. And who they belong to, mm-hmm. and so you can see your ancestors, where they, what piece of land they actually owned, and and where it was. There's also legal documents, wills, mm. that describes uh, relationships, relationships, and uh, and you know, from just from one obituary, you can gain a whole bunch of information on the family. That's so true. Who the grandkids were, who the you know yeah the the siblings were yeah the parents and so you can, you can really get a starting get, point kind of yeah it gives and you that, seed information exactly. to exactly to you know uh, carry on more research yeah. and okay. and you know how many kids they had in the family and some of the early you know there was a lot of kids that didn't make it back in those days you know through birth uh same with uh, some of the the wives they might have had eight kids and she went to have the ninth kid and and she died, and, and so the husband, you know, had to find another yeah. wife to, or, or somebody to look after the kids while he was farming. So there's all those different types of scenarios that maybe not as common nowadays, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly uh, were back then, you know, mm-hmm. in, the, in the lifestyle.
3: But with the obituary, when you gave me uh, Sean's, he, he gave me a line to do, and I started with the obituary of Loretta, which yeah. would be your grandmother? My
2: great-grandmother. grandmother Okay, Mother. that's where
3: I start. I started with her obituary, and from the information I gleaned there, continued on your line.
2: <laughs> I know
3: your line a little bit better than I you think right you now. do, <laughs> actually,
2: which is quite hilarious. Uh, and this is just like the type of wealth of knowledge that you can share if you join the library. Hey, oh, is, that, is that you just have like all these like, oh, did you try this obituary? Did you try the census of here? That's the type of thing that you can kind of get
0: you know when we were doing some family research for yourself Laverne took uh, took on a certain line you know i was totally amazed how much information <laughs> she was able to glean in like in like an hour or two she was able <laughs> to just gain all this information and so you know you, you would learn from that you would learn how did you get that information yeah. so quick? Yeah. Right? That comes from experience. And that, that's, yeah. yeah, that comes from experience and where to look and where not to look because you can, waste you can time. go down that rabbit hole, like you said earlier, looking for at stuff that really yeah. is not going to get you anywhere.
3: Or the wrong line because somebody put the wrong information uh, in their tree online. And right. if it's wrong and you automatically take it without confirming it, you are in a wrong direction.
0: Lots of yeah. waste of time. Could potentially of of time. Yes. happen. Well, and the, the other thing, too is you keep in mind that uh, way back when a lot of people couldn't read or write and so enumerator came around Uh, this is especially a problem with different languages and and pronunciation Mm. you know like in in Quebec if you had a French family and the enumerator, enumerator was English they happen to mention their last name. Well, he's only going on what he hears. And so the spelling could end up being something not even anywhere yeah. near the, yeah, the for, actual last
2: name. For example, just uh, my family right here, you're mentioning earlier. Uh, it is, um, I was talking to my father earlier today, and he said, Major is, the, it's spelled major, M A J O R. And mm-hmm. that could potentially be the case where they said major, and he was just like, "Well, that, that's 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 how I spell it in en- English, so
0: that's how we're going to put it down," type of thing. Yeah. You get that a lot. Yeah, and another uh, French uh, French name is Taillon. and in English you would you kind of hear Tayo T Y O on your line as well. <laughs> and in French, it's. Uh, T A I L L O L L O L. Oh yeah, so.
2: very interesting. Yeah, and one of the pieces of information that um, y'all found was a family Bible. And I've never heard of that before. What is a family Bible?
0: Well, uh, different religions have uh, Bibles, and and uh, usually it was the the mother or grandmother that uh, kept track of all the births, and they would write all this information in a Bible just to record the birthdays and, you know, traditionally I think it was uh, mostly the women that kept the Bible up type of thing and and that's where they recorded family events or Mm. births or marriages or... Just a load of information about the whole Uh, family. uh, A
3: lot of information and a lot of times it was given as a gift to the newlyweds Mm. to start recording their individual family and then it passes on. Ah. So sometimes you have multiple generations because it passes on from family to family. And it's written at the time of the event, so it's considered a primary record.
2: What are some of the unique things that you have found along your years of just looking into the history, whether it's about yourself, uh, maybe some other things that you've looked into, does anything pop off that you're just like, oh, I will always remember this? How about you, Laverne?
3: My mother-in-law. She was very young when her mom passed. And she was like six years old. Of course, dad remarried next month because he needed someone to watch the kids. And she didn't know her mother's full name. She didn't know her mother's birth date. And she didn't know her mother's parents because they were dead wow. before she was born. And to be able to give her a certificate with all this information, the look of awe on her face, I will never, ever forget. She was yeah. speechless. Okay. And it's still, to this day, that's one of my biggest things to be able to open up a whole family for her that she didn't know existed.
0: Yeah, it sounds incredible. What about yep. you, Dale? Well, discovering some of the history and my grandfather, uh, back in 1936, there was something called the Moose River Mine Disaster in Nova Scotia. And there were three people that uh, the mine had collapsed and and they were basically uh, almost buried alive. but. Uh, They were certainly entombed there for for a while. There was a big rescue put together. Uh, This was in um, April of 1936. And of course the uh, Nova Scotia government started to get resources together. The owner of the mine was a, a, a doctor and a lawyer from Toronto. They were looking at inspecting the mine. They went down, there was three of them. One of the mining companies in Northern Ontario that my grandfather worked for, decided to uh, offer four experts rescue people to go to Nova Scotia and my grandfather was the lead and apparently uh, the other thing in in radio history was it was the first one of the first times they ever did uh, a live newscast Radio back then used to be mostly used for entertainment, I understand, and this uh, this guy named J. Frank Willis was the first one to uh, do a live broadcast and, and he worked for like 56 hours straight. Uh, he would broadcast every two minutes. The other thing was interesting was uh, how they actually did it through the phone lines and Back then, it was all newspaper men, and uh, you know, there, were, there was a bit of a squabble over the use of the <laughs> telephone. There was only one telephone there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, long story short, one of the uh, gentlemen, the, the lawyer, his name was uh, Herman McGill. He passed away a few days before they got rescued. He died of pneumonia down in the, in the mine there. Wow. But, uh, and there was a, a driller that they had gotten uh, to come there. His name was Billy Bell. And he was instrumental in, you know, after five days, they were giving up. They were packing all the stuff up, and, uh, and he said, no, I want to do one more length of pipe drill, and he just kept going. Wow. Yeah, eventually there was a knock on the pipe, and he had found where they were.
2: Yeah, some pretty incredible stories you can find in your history. I'm here with Dale and Laverne with the Genealogy Library, taking our second break, and then we'll be right back.
1: We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mixed 103.7.
2: And we're back here on Fort McMurray Matters. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Kreitz, joined with Dale and Laverne with the Genealogy Library. And Laverne, you said you had another story?
3: We had a new member come into the, the library, and she was interested in DNA. And of course uh, we have some members who have can help you guide your way through the basic uh, testing companies and so her results came back and she's five sixth generation Fort McMurray she's Aboriginal from here and she and I are connected on DNA
2: very cool we have no
3: idea we cannot find our common ancestor (laughs) but we know we're cousins
2: very cool. Just a fun inkling like that, that you stumble across.
3: Absolutely. We, we met as friends, became friends, and then we realized we're <laughs> family somewhere along the line.
2: It all makes sense. It all
3: makes sense. It comes around.
2: <laughs> and so if anyone's listening right now, they're curious about the library, what, are, what does all the library have going on? Any events, meetings? Uh, what's happening?
3: We have an open house coming up here on the 25th of February. It's going to be from 10 in the morning till 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, We're going to have three or four people on hand to help guide you. If you want to have a look around, whether it's a tour, you want to start your family tree, we'll be there to help you get started.
0: And and it's all part of a a membership drive. Numbers have kind of dwindled over the years with the onset of the internet, especially. But, you know, the, the benefits, yeah, you can do a lot of research online at home. But the, like I say, the benefits of doing it with other people, the experience, the- New friendships. New friendships mm-hmm. and uh, something else to do get you out of the house, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> if someone wants
2: to just look into uh, the library, are you, are you all on uh, social media? Do you have a website? What's the easiest way for someone to just look up Facebook who or are?
3: YMM Genealogy under Facebook. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. Facebook uh, is the easy one, YMM Genealogy. Dale, Facebook, yeah, or or
0: you can you know uh, just go to the Alberta Genealogical Society website, and under branch you can get to the Fort McMurray branch through there, mm. or the various branches in the province. Mm-hmm. If uh, you know, I don't know, maybe you're moving away from here, uh, going to another place in Alberta, you can still join the uh, the AGS Society. And That's right. Uh, Become a branch member in various locations.
2: Mm. And the library is located downtown, I believe.
3: It is in the Unifor building, which for us old-timers, it's, uh, old timers, it's an old sports wise building. <laughs> it's on McDonald Avenue. We're open uh, from on Saturdays, Saturdays from 1 to 4, and by appointments. And you can send on Messenger from the YMM genealogy page, and we could make appointments. Mm-hmm. Or you can give a call at 780 And we'll get your message and call you back and book an appointment.
2: I also have some um, guest questions here. My father, I'm going to call him a nerd. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's been into genealogy. He would fit in with us. Yeah, for like 20, 30 years. So he loves it all. I asked, I had to call him. I'd be like, hey, I got these people coming in. What's some questions? So the first one he had, very simple. What do you consider the best software? Have you tried and true some softwares here or there? What do you think is the best one?
3: Different people are going to have different opinions.
0: -hmm. Right. I I, uh, when I first got into it back in 1992, I was using Path, and that was uh, I I believe that was developed by the the Mormons. uh, Yes, Church Church of Latter Latter Day Saints. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're very big into genealogy, and uh, so I started using that one. The latest one that that I believe they use is called Legacy Nine uh, software. I spoke to other genealogists and got an opinion on the type of software and that's the one I selected. There's all kinds of them and uh, you know, you can export from one to a file and and be able to import it into the other ones as well so Mm -hmm. so you're not limited you're Mm -hmm. not limited maybe just on on preference Mm -hmm. and and some of these are free to try out like legacy nine there's a a free version that Mm -hmm. you can download and try out you know the version that you for like the deluxe version certainly gives you more options so, but you know,
3: anybody you know, starting out it. legacy 9 is what I generally recommend because it's free and if you don't like it you're not owed any money there you go there's also like family tree maker uh, the, there's roots finding your there's brothers, roots keeper, there's there's brother's keeper yeah. there, there's yeah. quite a few but anybody starting out with us I tend to recommend legacy 9 because it's free mm. and it's good yeah it's it's not that it's not good it's actually my personal preference as well
2: all right and the second one here is very specific so father has an aunt she was married the her husband died three years pass she meets someone new remarries but that three-year gap of not being married had a child doesn't know the father baby given up for adoption now, my dad recently found that baby that was given up for adoption in that type of situation. How do you show the relationship in software? Have you come across a situation like that?
3: I have, and uh it comes down to the family I would think and if they know of this child if this child's known, then I would put the first marriage for the for your aunt then a the second one I would add unknown and then her third husband i would and then I would record him as well, and with the, the child who's reunited with his family or her family, mm. then I would add them as a child in the unknown. If it is a situation where the family don't know about it, I would keep personal notes, but I don't know that I would record it in the family database.
0: All right. There you go. Papa? Well, there's other options as well. With each record, you can, you can add this child's status, relationship, for instance, to a mother or father, either biological or um, you know adopted or different status status that you can and you can customize the various options for the status of the child. You can still show it in your database for research purposes, mm. and you know you can link and unlink to individual people or even unknown. You can just put an unknown person in there. Mm-hmm. as a uh, bio- biological father for instance in this case mm-hmm. and uh, so you can at least capture it and and so that you can do more research on it
2: we'll hope that answer answer helps you out papa and uh, you do with that what you will <laughs> uh, and once again let's really quickly cover just uh, the drive for membership and the open house going on when and where is it happening
3: February 25th, it will be from 10 a.m. in the morning till 4 in the afternoon. We are located at 10019 McDonald Avenue, which is the Unifor building. Uh, We're on the lower level. 9B. 9B. Yeah. But I have a sign out that says Genealogy Library. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Dale and Laverne, you are with uh, the Genealogy Library here in Fort McMurray. Thank you so much for taking the time today and just the wealth of knowledge that you shared. If you want to be a part of that and you want to learn more about your history and yourself, uh, feel free to reach out to these two and just the library itself, and you can get involved. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been
1: a
3: pleasure. Thank
0: you. Yeah, a real pleasure. Thanks. <laughs>